Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Schlumberger Limited, ticker symbol SLB. So we're looking at Schlumberger today as a subscriber request. Schlumberger is currently trading for $58.28 per share. And over the past year, their stock price is up 60%. So we want to find out what are we missing? What could the market have possibly discovered about this business this year that's led to this drastic outperformance? Over the last five years, however, Schlumberger is down 27%, that's down 6% compounded annually. Since their March of 2020 lows, the business is up by more than four times, however. Over 10 years, Schlumberger is also down by about 28%. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the past nearly 18 years, Schlumberger is only compounding at a rate of 3% annually. Keep in mind that they do pay out dividends and that their average dividend payout over this period would be in addition to this compounded annual return. Right now, however, Schlumberger is only paying out a 1.1% dividend yield, which is below that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF currently. Schlumberger right now is trading at their 52-week high. The business is $28 above their 52-week low, and Schlumberger is a very large business. They have nearly an $83 billion market cap. So for additional background about the business, Schlumberger, also known as SLB, is the largest oil field service firm in the world, with expertise in a myriad of disciplines including reservoir performance, well construction, production enhancement, and most recently digital solution. It maintains a reputation as one of the industry's leading innovators, which has earned its dominant share in numerous end markets. Schlumberger Limited was founded in 1926 and is based in Houston, Texas. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Schlumberger based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still an evolving process. It will continue to improve and get better over time, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So Schlumberger has had modest returns on capital through most of these years. They have been increasing since the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns. And over their last 12 months, Schlumberger has averaged about a 12% return on capital. Because they're an oil field servicing business, Schlumberger operates as a service provider to a cyclical commodity producing business. So their returns on capital are likely fluctuating somewhat with the overall oil and natural gas industry. Averaged out over these past five years, Schlumberger is only earning about a 6.5% return on capital. So that's just slightly below that of a typical business. And that's less than half of that 14% benchmark we're looking for. So this is an X to start things off here on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature and either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check. If even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X and we'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over this time, Slumberjay's revenues have declined from 2017 until currently the business's revenues are down 14%. So not as dramatically as what they look like from 2019 to 2021. Their earnings are actually up as they were negative in 2017 and they are positive currently. However, the business had huge impairments of goodwill and they had massive asset write downs in both 2019 and 2020. 
which is why they had such negative earnings here. These were non-cash charges, which is why they still have positive free cash flow over these years, but these significantly hurt their earnings. Then finally, the business's cash flows are up just a tiny amount over this period, including their last 12 months. One positive sign for the business is that they've had positive free cash flows in all five of these years. And even in 2020, they still were producing $1.5 billion worth of free cash flow. So because their revenues are down, this is going to be an X on metric number two. Although it is great to see that the business had positive free cash flows and that their free cash flows have grown slightly because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business. And a business can use its free cash flows to reinvest back in the business, make acquisitions, pay dividends, buy back shares, or pay down debt. Ultimately, a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is what that business is going to be worth. Again, while it's great to see that Schlumberger has had positive free cash flows in all five of these years. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in Schlumberger by looking at the business on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. So again, we learned that their earnings have gone from being negative in 2017 to now they are positive today. They've been positive in 2021 and over their last 12 months as well. Again, they were negative in 2019 and 2020 because of these asset write downs and because of this huge impairment to their goodwill. Additionally, though, the business has diluted existing shareholders by about 3.5% over this period. However, even with that slight shareholder dilution, their earnings per share are up over this period. Over their last 12 months, they've earned about $2.07 worth of earnings, meaning that this is our first check of the day coming in here on metric number three. Then next up for metric number four, this is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Their free cash flows are up slightly over this time frame. And they're just outpacing their shareholder dilution. Schlumberger had $1.20 worth of free cash flow per share in 2017. And over their last 12 months, they've had about $1.32 worth of free cash flow. So that means that their free cash flows per share are up over this period. So this is another check here on metric number four. So far through our first four metrics, we are split evenly. Two checks and two X's so far for Schlumberger. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing leverage. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that Schlumberger has produced over the last five years. At the end of fiscal 2021, Schlumberger had $11.9 billion worth of net debt. Since then, they've brought this down as they've been repaying this debt, and right now they have $9.7 billion worth of net debt. Over their last five fiscal years, Schlumberger has combined to produce about $12 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that on a historical basis of their free cash flows, they're easily able to support this debt load. And the business has produced about $2 billion worth of free cash flow over their last 12 months as well. So it does look like Schlumberger is able to support their debt load and that and relative to their ability to produce free cash flows, it does not look like the business is overly levered. So this is another check here on metric number five. This is our third check of the day and our third check in a row. So, so far through our first five metrics, we have three checks and two X's. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of Schlumberger. 
So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And it's going to give us a perspective of the economic reality of the business that's going to be more similar to as if Schlumberger were a private company. So right now, Schlumberger has a $93 billion total enterprise value. And we learned that over the last five years, they produced about $12 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that Schlumberger produces about $2.4 billion worth of free cash flow in an average year. So when we divide their $2.4 billion of their average free cash flow by their $92.7 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 2.6% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. This is well below the yield of the 10-year treasury right now. And this is also just slightly above half of that 5% benchmark we we're ideally looking for. So on a historical basis here, this is an X for Schlumberger. Also worth being aware of is that they produced about $2 billion of free cash flow over their last 12 months, which is down from what this historical average is. And right now, when we divide their $2 billion worth of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $92.7 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us about a 2.2% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for Schlumberger. So that's even worse than where they've been at on a historical basis. Just because this is off and this is an X here on metric number six does not mean that you're going to necessarily throw out the business in its entirety. It just means that Schlumberger may not be an obvious candidate for a potential mispricing. So please keep in mind that this is just one of our six metrics and this is analysis is meant to be taken in holistically. Even though these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. And we've still got some interesting things to cover. Then as a bonus, here we're taking a look at Schlumberger's dividend profile. So right now, Schlumberger is only paying out a 1.1% dividend yield. This business has cut their dividend over this period. However, from 2021 over their last 12 months, they've continued to grow their dividend now. It's likely a positive sign here that Schlumberger did cut their dividends as their dividends were not supported by their free cash flows for the first three of these last five fiscal years. They were supported in 2020, although they were paying out the vast majority of their free cash flows as this dividend. So things were farther cut in 2021, where they only paid out about 25% of their free cash flows as dividends. So far over their last 12 months, the company has paid out about 50% of their free cash flows as dividends. So it does look like Schlumberger has right-sized their dividend payout ratio. And hopefully for long-term shareholders in the business, the business is not going to continue paying out dividends that are above the amounts of free cash flow that they can produce. So it does look like Schlumberger's capital allocation has improved over the last couple of years, especially as they're earning slightly above average returns on capital, and they prioritize paying down their debt while also making their dividend payouts more sustainable. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Schlumberger, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for SLB. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. Here we're starting with an average of their free cash flows over their last five years. Then we're using historical growth assumptions for how the business has grown their free cash flows dating back all the way till 1990 to give us a baseline projected estimate going forward over the next 20 years for SLB. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable to do so. But if we assume that their average free cash flows grow at a rate of 6.6% annually for the next 10 years, and then assume a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, where this decreases to growing at a rate of 5.4%. If we add in their tangible book value per share today, and we were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return for SLB, then it looks like a fair value for the business is only around $20 per share. So that is significantly down from what their current stock price is at, down more than $38. And that's down about $10 from what their 52-week low is at. Please keep in mind that because they're an oil and natural gas service business, 
that their business is going to fluctuate with the oil and natural gas industry, which is a cyclical business that is a commodity producer, meaning that SLB's free cash flows are perhaps not going to be as predictable as the free cash flows from some other types of businesses. So there are reasons why this may not be potentially accurate for the business going forward. So it's worth being mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. In just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for SLB, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around the key points for a potential short or a potential long thesis for Schlumberger? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the company, number one, SLB's high exposure to non-US markets will mitigate adverse impacts from volatility in the oil and natural gas markets. Number two, the firm's recent investment in digital solutions and integrated services will create value accreditive revenue streams. Number three, SLB's routine investment in research and development have made it the leading innovator in oil field services. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the company, number one, SLB's asset performance solution business potentially exposes the firm to higher liability risk relating to well site management. Number two, failure to adequately innovate will lead to cessation of market share and thus pricing power. And number three, decreased oil demand in the long run could limit SLB's growth potential over time. So hopefully that offers a potentially balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative aspects of Schlumberger. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, Schlumberger or SLB checks the box on three out of six of our metrics. They're earning average returns on capital that are just slightly below those of a typical business. While their revenues are down over the last five years, their earnings have gone from being negative to now they're positive and their free cash flows are slightly up over this time and they were positive in all five of these years. Even with slight shareholder dilution of 3.5%, the company has still grown on a per share basis, and SLB has prioritized repaying down their debt, so it looks like on both a historical and a current basis of their free cash flows that they'd be able to support their current debt loads. However, when we look at their current and their average free cash flows to their enterprise value yield and compare that to the yield of the 10-year treasury, it does not look like Schlumberger is giving us the adequate risk premium that we're ideally desiring. Looking at their dividend profile, it does look like management has right-sized their dividends based off of their free cash flows, and they're no longer paying out dividends that are unsupported by their free cash flows. So while it does look like that's potentially more sustainable for the future, to get a better perspective of that, you'd want to dig in and understand what management is doing in terms of their capital allocation approach. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Schlumberger. If you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions and you are looking for a potential 15% rate of return from the company, then it looks like a fair value for Schlumberger is only about $20 per share from today's valuations. So that is down significantly from both what their current stock price is and what their 52-week lows are. It looks like the last time the business was around that price was back in November of 2020. So please keep in mind that there are reasons why this analysis may not be potentially accurate for the business. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about SLB. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Check Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. 
But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the ins and outs of a company and understand its underlying essence, knowing what's important and what's not important for that company going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Schlumberger, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Schlumberger Limited, ticker symbol SLB. Again, we looked at the business as a subscriber request, so I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. And if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Schlumberger with me, and have a great day.